Hi, my name is Martika. I'm a plus size fashion and beauty enthusiast, entrepreneur, mother of two beautiful girls, and I've experienced both the good and not so great moments of love. Truth is, you have to. And I want to have an open and fun dialogue about those ups and downs with you. I want this to be a community of healing where we pull each other through, lift each other up, and maybe even get each other out of love's complex moments. Wow, wow, wow. So yes, let's just all talk about the elephant in the room. And that is, yes, the podcast has been gone for seven months. So why? Why? And we'll get into that later on very briefly. But a lot has happened since then, right? So we're talking a global pandemic. We're talking civil unrest. We are talking major changes happening in the world, in the world, in your personal lives. Things have just shifted and just been thrown at you and you are like, what? What is going on? So more than ever, I felt like this need to get back on and to talk about some of these things, to talk about some of the issues that have been that I've been confronted with. And hopefully uh, some of you will relate to some of this and feel like you're not alone in this world. Right. Like you're not alone in what's going on. You're not the only person that's dealing with this. So in this episode, we will be talking about dating a black officer during civil unrest. Yes. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my personal life without talking about my private life, what it's like to live in a household with a black officer during what is a very intense time. So stay tuned. How it all started is a I wanted to find a space where other people were probably experiencing the same thing that I was, which is. I have a partner that is a police officer in this moment, and I first went and looked online to see like, hey, like, you know, Are there others that are dealing with this right now? And I didn't find much. Actually, what I did find was a podcast episode of NPR's Here and Now on June 3rd, 2020. And in this podcast, um, they had a guest, Charles P. Wilson, which is the national chairman for the National Association of Black Officers. And he briefly talked about some of the challenges that black officers are facing in the moment. And um, the host spoke about the kind of duality that happens with being first black and then a police officer. So not only are you black, but you're also blue. And what that actually means. And how do you contend with that in this 
the host basically said that there's kind of an intersection, right? And intersectionality. Let me define intersectionality for you. The dictionary says the intersectionality is the theory that the overlap of various social identities as race, gender, sexuality, and class contributes to the specific type of systemic oppression and discrimination experienced by an individual. It's the oppression and discrimination resulting from an overlap of an individual's various social identities. So this is going to be difficult to hear right because at this moment we are in a at a point where we are protesting against officers protesting against a system that has been oppressing our people for far too long in this case, however, I am talking about specifically black officers and so how both identities serve as a form of oppression for our people. And in this case, I'm really talking to anyone that's really experiencing being in a home where you live with someone that is in currently in that intersectionality, right? Who's currently experienced that intersectionality, who both identifies as a black man or woman and who is also an officer. And there is a form of oppression that goes with that too. So, and I know we don't want to hear it because we believe that, or we understand that the system, it is, it is in place to oppress us, Right. And the chairman for the National Association of Black Officers agrees, right? He agrees. He says the institution of policing was designed to be inherently biased against people of color and low income. It was designed to work that way. So now we have the national chairman for the National Association of Black Officers admitting that this system was built initially to oppress us, to keep the, you know, the upper class safe away from what they believed was the lower class. But in that itself, it is a form of oppression to be a black officer in that space. So the host asks, like, well, what is it? How do black officers contend with this? How um, Mr. Wilson responded was very simply that they, the officers are remembering who they are, remembering where they came from and why they are doing what they are doing. Because let's not forget that the system, even though it was put in place to oppress people of color, that it is still a system where it is there to serve and protect. How do you perform your job to serve and protect when you work in a system that is inherently there to not do those tasks? What if you're a partner? What if your husband or your wife is now this officer and they come home? And they are dealing with not only the stress of being on the job, working long hours, working with a community that 
realistically kind of like hates them right now. And also being in a space where they feel like their lives aren't valued because they're black and black lives matter. And as a black officer, their lives matter as a black, you know, man or woman, as a black person, their lives matter. So how do you deal with that when you're home? So I'll tell you about how we're dealing with it at home. And uh, the real deal is we're not right. We are on two very different sides of the spectrum. Um, I am hardcore black lives matter. Police brutality is, 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 is the worst, the most inhumane thing that one can do. Um, you know, I'm for the people about the people every single moment. And, you know, I have a feeling that my partner is for the people, but also dealing with some, he, he is dealing with the duality at the moment. And it is a constant struggle for me because I have to constantly remind him that you are black before you're blue. You are black before you are blue. And I mean, I am sitting there and I am sending him messages and showing him what not to be. Please do not fall into this space because it in the in that moment and in the conditions that they are also putting for these officers, because let's not forget, I live in New York City. So for those of you that are listening from places outside of New York City, right, I live in New York City and in New York City for about a few days, they put on a curfew, 8 p.m. lockdown, um, a curfew. And uh, then officers are required to work 12 hour shifts. And no days off. So how, how do you make proper decisions when you can't get proper sleep, when you are exhausted from standing on your feet for 12 hour days, 12 hour shifts, and you know, you just get enough sleep and then you turn back around to go not only for that 12 hour shift, but, you know, sometimes they have additional um, what they call details where you're really getting two hours worth of sleep and then you're going back into work. How are you supposed to keep a level head to deal with a community that is already enraged with your behavior, with the behavior of your coworkers, with the behavior of the system? How do you keep a level head and say, I understand. I understand. I understand your outrage. I'm here with you. I understand that when you are restless. Um, so, uh, you know, and in addition to that, you know, you're black. So you feel the weight of being a black man and, or a black person, a black woman living in the United States, you feel that weight. And then you also feel the weight of being like just a part of society that right now no one cares for. I mean, listen, I went to a protest the other day and fuck the police was a real thing. 
you know, because people don't care. They don't care about the police right now. As a partner, maybe I feel like I'm not being supportive enough. But as a black person living in America, I feel like I don't need to be supportive. And it's hard not to have those conversations that get so intense in the house, in the household when, you know, you put on the news and you really just turn the news on to look at the weather. And then, of course, something about the protests are going to come up. Some photo or some video footage of an officer doing something that is not within his job description or her job description comes up and immediately I get incensed and outraged and I want to speak on it. And at that in that moment, I want to speak to my partner, but my partner can't seem to put a line between being blue and being black. I want my partner to listen to me as a black man in America, not as a blue officer. Um, and sometimes those lines get crossed. How does one deal with this? But before we get into that, I want to talk to you about Buzzsprout. I don't know about you, but during quarantine and with all the news and with everything happening on the television, I just couldn't look anymore. So honestly, I turned to listen to a lot of podcasts. And I remember starting my podcast months ago and how easy Buzzsprout made it for me to start lock and load, get my information out into the public. And it was the best investment that I could have made. Podcasting all of a sudden didn't sound so hard when I had the right partners and Buzzsprout was that for me. They have a passionate team and it's all about helping you succeed. So what do you get? Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that I sent you. And you get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. And, and of course, it helps support my show. So remember, I use Buzzsprout. Where I'm going to be uploading this episode is through Buzzsprout. And again, I could not have done podcasting. I couldn't have started my podcast if it wasn't for a Buzzsprout. Get yourself some gear, lock yourself into a closet, <laughs> anything you already have, a quiet space, Honestly, if you saw where I was right now, you would probably be laughing. Now, if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guys to help you find the right equipment at the right price. I know that they have a great community and I love getting their emails and I always find some new equipment that I can use to upgrade my episodes. And not only that, the upgrade isn't that hard when you have a great looking podcast website. Listen, they have audio players that you can drop into other websites. They have detailed analytics so you know exactly who's listening, tools to promote your episodes and more. 
I'm telling you, Buzzsprout is the way to go. So join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out into the world. See you on the other side. So, of course, I'm not going to leave you all gloom and loom. What is that? What is it? Bloom and gloom with nothing, right? You've come here. We've kind of shared the same experience. And where do you go? So here are some of the things that I'm going to incorporate into my day-to-day living to make this into a teachable moment for all of us. Earlier in the podcast, I said that I had attended a protest and that I was all in, all all in all the time for the people Black Lives Matter. And I attended a protest here in uh, Westchester, New York. And what you don't know, however, is that my partner was the one that took me there. So while my partner didn't participate, he was able to at least meet me halfway and help me get to my position, help me stand my ground, help me stand for the people. And the cool thing about that is that it was a teachable moment, not only for him and for me, and not only were we able to support each other, but I was able to support um, my cause. And through me, he was able to support a great cause too, which is Black Lives Matter. But we were also able to teach our young one, our two-year-old, what a peaceable assembly looks like. So uh, he dropped me off. I went, we were, I was protesting in front of a precinct and yeah, and she was there and she wanted to join. I didn't know where things would go. So I asked him to stay with her and um, he then followed along uh, behind us as we marched uh, through Westchester and to City Hall. And honestly, if I had taken my stroller, (laughs) I would have taken her with me. But um, I was happy that she was at least able to witness what that looked like. Use this as a teachable moment for your children if you have children at home. According to Mr. Wilson, the national chairman for the National Association of Black Officers, he says, Black officers, the percentage of black officers in the force will dwindle because most officers will be retiring soon. They would have already served whatever minimum they had on the job. So now is a great time to start talking about maybe moving up in rank. Maybe it's time to get the credentials, get the qualifications necessary for kind of infiltrating the police management and administration and to start recruiting from within your community to police your community. Maybe now's the best time to think about how restructuring the police department could mean restructuring how management looks. It'd be nice to see more faces of color in places that make the decisions of how our community is treated. Another great thing to do now is leveraging your education. You can use that time to come back to one another, to bond with with one another about your history, 
So I would start to research books that talk about police brutality, that talk about the history of Black people in the United States, and get back to the roots of where you come from. It'll be a great refresher for both parties, not only for yourself as a partner, but for your partner to remember, continuously remember where they came from. And so the lines don't continue to be blurred. Now is also a great time to think about how you can reinvest into your community as a couple. Think of organizations that you can either volunteer your time to, either volunteer your skills to, maybe do some part-time work for, or donate some money or any one of those. You can utilize this time to think about those organizations that will help improve your community overall and act as a bonding exercise for the both of you. Doing such an exercise will help bridge the gap that may be forming between you and your partner. And if nothing else, if protesting isn't an option, donating is not an option. It may be, and, and maybe you don't have the bandwidth to even read at the moment because you are strained at home and you've been with the kids all day long and you have no respite because you've been standing on your feet for 12 hours a day and you honestly just want to go home and just go straight to bed. You don't want to deal with anything and you want to shut all the noise out. And even the idea of picking up a book at this moment seems like above what you can do. There is one thing that you can give freely. There is one thing that does not require anything other than for you to have an invested interest in your community. And that is love. Love on your community. Love on your partner, love on your children, love on your brothers, love on your sisters, love. Author Bell Hooks says in her book, All About Love, love and abuse cannot coexist. If we can both and all remember that, then we can begin to open up our minds to the infinite possibilities that are available for our communities. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this podcast, uh, I hope that this episode was able to help someone today. All it takes is one person. And I am incredibly grateful for you staying with me. I know that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and that you chose to listen to this one means so much. If you found any value in this episode, please share the podcast or tell a friend about it. Or even better, you can ask your friends to tell their virtual assistant, Alexa, play Love and Makeup on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check out the show notes for anything relevant to this episode. And of course, where you can find all the details to everything Martika at www.martika.com.